Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on 36 Million Reasons Government Needs to Get Its Priorities Right this Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, the summer sun was rising and my smiling neighbor, seeing me in my front yard, whispered for me to come look. What? I whispered back, intrigued. She pointed to a wind chime on her front porch where a tiny teacup of straw rested atop a metal rung. A hummingbird's nest, she whispered. See the babies? The two beaks, tiny as pinpricks, were barely visible as they pointed upward. They are waiting for their mother. We stood there marveling. I raised my cell phone to snap a picture. Not too close, my neighbor said. Don't want to scare away the mother. And with that, we adopted from afar a family of hummingbirds. But not for long, in another week, mother bird and babies were gone. As quietly as they arrived, but who would care for them? The Bible gives a glorious but familiar answer. It's so familiar that we may forget all that it promises. Do not worry about your life, said Jesus. A simple but beautiful instruction. Look at the birds of the air, he added. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Just as God cares for tiny birds, he cares for us, nurturing us in mind, body, soul, and spirit. It's a magnificent promise. May we look to him daily without worry, and soar. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. It's humbling to know that you care for the needs of our lives. Please help us to honor your promise to provide by trusting you more each day. In your son's Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, God provides for our needs and a lot of times that's because we pray for wisdom and, you know, we meet God halfway. We go to work. We strive to do better every day in, you know, decisions we make. You know, you turn off the lights before you leave the house. Keep that utility bill. You do things to try to meet God in the middle. You, you don't just sit there and say, God provide for me. Yeah. And money comes falling off of the money tree and all your bills are paid. It doesn't work that way. We all know that. But apparently government doesn't because I guess if you really want to see, I guess it's not God provide, but he kind of does through other people in government. You can just set up camp somewhere like a washed out property and money will fall from the sky, Mike. Oh boy, I'm telling you, and by all appearances, it seems as though the money fell. We are talking at least, ladies and gentlemen, and let me emphasize at least $36 million spent on the homeless issue and Camp Dope throughout. throughout, Go ahead. It's hard to put all this together because money's coming from everywhere, Mike, and we've talked about this. Yes, we have. Almost at nauseum, but we're going to revisit it again today because, of course, we got the news. The reason why this comment is coming out of Mike and I is because we were talking about the North-South Freeway being shut down. And, of course, the North-South Freeway being shut down. We have this housing shortage, so we had hundreds of homes bulldozed and people forced out of their homes in many cases right you know especially renters and i'll Um, tell you i know a couple of those homeowners because when i was on the council that was occurring those individuals were made homeless some of them hit the street a couple of them ended up over at the father bach house right yeah and so they had to take advantage of low-income housing when they had a landlord that was happy with the way that they were uh, living there and they were able to pay the rent and they had years-long contracts or years-long relationships with a few of these private landlords 
landlords to stay in their homes. And then in some cases, there was people that purchased their house. It's just like we've talked about, Mike, yeah. where could I afford to buy my own house for myself right now? No, no, I couldn't. And so these individuals were displaced by the Department of Transportation because they said, we're building a freeway here. When? I don't know. When any of us live to see it, we've talked about that too. So what they ended up doing, tearing out all these houses and they had vacant land right off the freeway, pretty good access for the drug cartels, pretty good access for people that want to do, you know, trafficking of, of many different kinds. It's mm-hmm. right there on Thor Freya, you got the exit on ramp, you're right next to the freeway. So we got people coming from, you know, all over the country and the world to hang out at Camp Out. Hope, right? Camp Dope, actually, because we know that there's a lot of dope there. So 36 million reasons. The reason why that came out is because I was talking to you about the Spokesman Review article about the Thor Freya contractor claiming damages. Oh, yeah. Of $70,000. And I'll tell you, it did not take that contractor very long to get his settlement, did it? Well, because the, the city knew that the contractor... I mean, they could probably have employees that, you know, suffered uh, that are union employees in a government contract who suffered either personal damages to their vehicles, harassment, maybe they got spit on, screamed at profanities, sure. you know, threatened workplace suits that could have happened, you know, without a settlement coming fast. Sure. Right. So, and that there's another thing about that too. If you notice, if you drive down the concrete, if you're heading south and you are in the right-hand lane where it splits off there for the Tapio Center. Yes. If you're in the right-hand lane, there's some of that concrete that's already, like, big holes in it or something. <laughs> it's not a smooth surface. And, of course, all the other infrastructure around it didn't get fixed. So, you know, 3rd Avenue is still a mess. 2nd Avenue is still a disaster. So it seems to me like it was a lot of money for just a few blocks. Yeah. No cosmetics were applied at all. Yeah. It just, yeah, it seems like... And, maybe and the, maybe the contractor had had his fill and just said, hey, we're getting the heck out of here as soon as we're done with the job. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Maybe there's, there's I, obviously there's got to be more done in that corridor, but is any contractor actually going to go down there and do the work because of this settlement, knowing what kind of stuff they had to go through? I highly doubt it. So, you know, we need our roads fixed. And, and you know, we've talked about the North-South Freeway and then the damage to to our arterial streets last week, right? So where's all the money going? That's something we, I think we said that this last Wednesday. Where's right. all of the money going for like our freeway? Well, well, and I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I happened to be surfing my feed and lo and behold, there was an Inlander article that ended up getting published a day or so ago. And the byline that the reporter ended up sticking on top of that particular article kind of led one to believe that there was at least $36 million spent on Camp Dope. Well, and I pulled up that article because you sent it to me. And so, uh, you know, it's uh, interesting. We said, where's all the money going for our transportation, right? This last Wednesday. And they're saying, where does the Camp Hope money go? And that was the question at the top of the, at least the electronic version of the article. I don't know what it was in print, but they said that there's far more than $36 million that has been spent surrounding Camp Hope and the homeless issue. You know, they're including money that was spent for services at the camp itself and to shelters. So it wasn't just the camp, but they're talking about, what is it, off of uh, Sunset Highway? Yeah, you bet. Where basically- Catholic Charities is at? and, And we had 
talked about that. There was a guy that sent a letter to the editor yeah. how there was going to be $55,000 a year, basically per person, that was going to be spent, right. not including the $9 million that was spent to uh, refurbish and purchase and whatever that the government had installed there. But I, I started looking through this Inlander article, Mike, that you had sent me. And of course, there's Jules Helping Hands that's getting money. There's Smith Barbieri. The article said that it's hard to have a comprehensive list because there's contracts that they didn't include. And in some cases, there's people putting money toward the camp that wouldn't say how much money they're spending, kind of like the Smith Barbieri Fund currently funding a lawsuit to stop local law enforcement from clearing the camp. And so the amount of money to me is just disgusting. And then, of course, in this article, they included the $70,000. And there's a, there's a graph here that shows $24.5 million of spending on the, the homeless issue around, you know, Camp Dope. And then, of course, some of the shelters have been put in place to try to deal with this overflow. Where right. did all these homeless people come from? Well, we know that at the homeless shelters, there's a lot of these people that are it's not just that they're not coming from the Spokane community. They're coming from places all around the country, ending up here for, you know, I don't know, the lifestyle, their ability to get drugs easily. And then they're also coming here from abroad. Some of them are from different countries, Mike. Right, right. Many different countries. Like the list of countries that I think I heard about was dozens of different countries. Yeah. Well, if you recall, you know, when the Guardians Foundation first opened the Trent Shelter, after the first week of operation, we grabbed upwards of 60 individuals and surveyed them to find out where they were from. That was a little bit of a uh, request from the mayor's office because she was curious. I mean, a lot of homeless people, a lot of the, the pundits, uh, you know, the politicians, the reporters, they say, oh, all the homeless people are from Spokane. Well, no, no that's not that's the case. Not true. I had surveys where we had 60 individuals that participated in this thing, and at least three of them were from foreign countries, two South America, one over in Eastern Europe. We had the rest of the individuals that were from everywhere else besides Spokane. There were maybe three or four individuals that were actually from Spokane. Out of 60. Yeah. Yeah, so so this is not a Spokane-specific problem. Now, of course, there's another article that came out out of last week's Spokesman Review was was front page news and it was the push for a regional homeless authority gained steam mike it gained steam well i i don't know maybe a, a local authority they could actually look at the spending that they're spending per person because we're I, I was initially thinking well this is probably costing us two to three hundred thousand dollars per homeless person per year because the amount of money it's it's ridiculous it's insane well now i'm finding out that that dollar amount is probably much, much higher mm -hmm. because we're not including the theft and the damage. Now they're including the theft and the damage in the end of their article having to do with the claim that happened with the contractor doing the construction there, but we don't have any idea how much money the Fred Meyer there has lost, how right. much the local businesses. Right. And you know, uh, as far, lost. as far as I'm concerned, this regional effort that these guys are already talking about here isn't any different than what we just got done doing with the County commission. Going right. from three to five. All we're doing is we're paying for more bureaucracy. 
Yeah, that's uh, it. It seems like it. It seems like we're going to have more bureaucracy. You've already got a regional effort. That regional effort is called the Continuum of Care. Right. Okay. Remake that board. Remake their mission. It's a voluntary thing. They get reimbursed for certain expenses. Okay. But it's all volunteer. The Continuum of Care board. And well, you're not paying for the bureaucracy here. And you can have representation. They could format that board to have representation from all the municipalities in Spokane County. That's right. And include, you know, so city of spokane liberty lake spokane valley deer park you could have all of your yeah. governmental entities even the small guys medical yeah. lake Cheney. come on man yeah yeah get them all in there and and start figuring out how to because this problem that we're we're facing even if it's not 36 million mike let's 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 be skeptical and and just pull back but in the article and then in inlander article they break it down for like the guy did when we did the you know the airing of his letter to the editor when he was like we're gonna spend fifty five thousand dollars a year on someone living in this homeless shelter and the answer was oh i guess so yeah and so there was 14 million dollars for that project the catalyst project having to do with the the property renovations and the contract to operate the shelter and that's the one up on top of sunset hill being operated by catholic charity right according to the inlander $1.48 million was put for Jewels Helping Hands, that organization that's been pretty controversial in the in the, in the homeless situation over the over the years. They they were talking about, you know, the amount of money on security. That's another one point one million on security, a contract for two hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars to private security company crowd management. They also had four hundred and one thousand nine hundred dollars, four hundred thousand dollars for police overtime. Okay, for to patrol outside the camp, there was the not only not only did we spend money, the state spent money on security services northwest to the tune of three hundred and seventeen thousand dollars, three hundred seventeen thousand dollars to the state. So there's just money flowing everywhere, Mike, and government has not come up with a feasible way to deal with this. Now we know that there's a lot of criminal behavior there. We had the outgoing sheriff that wanted to go in and make arrests for people that were acting unlawfully, whether it was stealing from local neighborhoods, stealing from businesses, trespassing charges, all sorts of different things. Mike, it would be cheaper to actually send these people to jail. It would be cheaper to send them to jail. $36 million. They want to put a tax up for a new prison. We could have used that money towards a new prison. Yeah, sure could have. And actually, we could have housed these people probably in a really nice hotel in Vegas (laughs) for a lot less money. I mean, think about how much money we're spending per individual. Why are we spending all that money when we could send them on a tropical vacation for less? Yeah, you betcha. It's insane. It's time for government to get its priorities straight and quit wasting our money on stupid. That being said, we'll be back in about a minute or so, taking a break. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. 
And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on 36 Million Reasons. Government needs to get its priorities right this Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Okay, now before I'm done with my fistful over here, Mike, I know that you've got a, an announcement, but then uh, we're going to dig into something else, and then I know you've got a handful of funny things to cover over oh, there. Oh, you betcha. That I'm might not all make us laugh. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, your seventh annual Walk for Life Northwest is happening this coming Sunday, January 22nd. It's going to kick off at noon. You need to be at the Rotary Fountain at Riverfront Park. Once again, folks, seventh annual Walk of Life Northwest, Rotary Fountain at Riverfront Park, noon, this coming Sunday, January 22nd. January 22nd. Good event. So, the government that we have over us right now, Mike, they obviously think that we're stupid, and it's obvious to me that they don't like us. No. Because they do so many things that we disagree with. Now, we want to deal with crime and homelessness, but of course, we don't want, you know, half a million or a million dollars spent, you know, on every other individual or a couple. You know, you want to help people in poverty, but you don't want to spend a fortune to keep them in poverty because that's what we're doing. We're spending a fortune keeping exactly. them in poverty. And then, of course, the legislature thinks that we're stupid because we pay all these taxes and this money just flows everywhere. And it's, it's good that the Inlander did a breakdown of where they think the $36 million for the homeless issue around Camp Dope went. But now the legislature wants to hide the taxes that they raise on us, Mike. And this is something that that is your issue, really has more to do with you than most voters. But the legislature wants to get rid of the advisory vote. Now, a lot of us go throughout life and we just pay our bills. Whatever we got to pay, that's obviously what we got to pay. Some bills maybe we can negotiate, but you know, we don't have all these government programs that are subsidizing portions of what we're doing. We're just trying to make it in life, you know, as taxpayers, working class people out there. And we go to an individual business and all of a sudden the price goes up and we're like, what's going on here? That's right. And there isn't anybody that's you know, versed on political science and looking at the books. There's a person standing at the counter that's helping us with the business we normally do that that business right and they say i don't know the prices just went up well why did the prices go up well a lot of times we learn through the ballot box because there was an initiative passed about advisory votes and we can say oh that's why my banking fees went up because they just put a tax on banks for banking fees or something of that nature i remember there was one of those this last year yes so so there's these advisory votes that we can see oh this is why life got more expensive for me because the government raised taxes on that group of people over there that i do business with that's going to affect me but they want to take that away they want to take away that advisory vote so we have to start digging and and finding out what the government's been doing when the advisory vote told us oh guess what the legislature raised taxes on us and by virtue of us living in the same country world and state that they're in it's going to raise our cost of doing business yep, and living absolutely so, man what well, are your thoughts on on the changes they're proposing and and let the folks know that that was an initiative you worked on Well, it definitely was an initiative that yours truly did work on. It was one of the tax initiatives where we wanted to say, uh, but anyway, it was initiative 960. And what it was all about was putting the advisory votes on the ballot when the citizens were locked out of the vote that was cast by the legislatures in Olympia, when they raised our taxes and didn't give us a say one way or the other. 
And yes, there was a couple of election cycles back where we had 12 advisory votes on the ballot. Because they raised taxes everywhere. They did. They did. And they were not nice about it. And there were at least 11 of those 12 taxes that definitely needed to be repealed. But Tim was actually nailing it, hitting it on all cylinders once again. You know, for those people that are really busy, they're not paying attention. They just go about life doing their thing, paying their bills, paying their taxes. I pay attention, Mike. We do a political talk yes, radio program, and some of these advisory votes are taxes that the legislature increased. That we ended up not covering that issue. It didn't come to the surface for us to even know about because it was just done through the budget process and the giant budget they passed right at the last seconds at midnight before they exactly. closed the legislative session. So the newspapers never got it. Nobody ever got it. It happened, you know, right at the end of the legislative session when all the news and information that we normally get about legislative activity is pretty much done and everyone's moving on so i didn't know those taxes got raised and i would say i'm pretty well informed according to you know the stuff we do but i will say this ladies and gentlemen and i do know that there is ballot fatigue out there with regard to advisory votes and you know i'll definitely raise my hand and be the first to admit the only reason why there's ballot fatigue for the advisory votes is because the government raises so many stinking taxes they do and you've got one party rule in the state of washington right had one party rule in the legislature in the senate at the governor's mansion for a long long time well folks. i can tell you about what that one party rule in the spokesman review article for the legislative bill abolishing the advisory vote the democrats basically said that these advisory votes cause confusion and frustration among voters and they unnecessarily increase the workload for already hard-working election officials uh i don't think it makes a big difference to the election officials a whole lot i mean there's and a guess couple what? processes this is what we pay you to do exactly so they're basically these democrats are saying it's time to end this failed experiment and replace them with access to accurate information what so, you know, so all, this, all the Democrat-controlled legislature's doing is just trying to hide their follies. Well, they're trying to hide the fact that they just waste money, flush it down the toilet without fully flushing. That's we right. have to come back and pay again for the guy that gets to plunge it. That's and, right. and the money just flows down the sewer. Oh, it does. And a good illustration is at us. Last budget session, right. they had $15 billion with a B in a right. surplus. They spent it all. They are starting this session with a $6 billion surplus, folks. And they're defunding. Keep an eye on the bouncing ball. $6 billion $6 in billion. surplus and, and, right and, now. And, and they're wasting a lot of the money. And, of course, a bunch of the money that they've gotten over the last few years came from covid dollars right Mm -hmm. and so those covid dollars are are flowing into their budgets and they're flushing that money too and of course they want the city's government our city council keeps on using what was the american recovery right they want to use american recovery dollars over here and sprinkle it sprinkle it over there all over the place and of course they're shutting down the north south freeway project and they're spending as we started out today's show 36 plus million dollars on part of the homeless problem in spokane right i remember i think that that would be about how much of the city budget i i'm trying to remember when you first got into office the whole entire city budget was what 400 million it was the first year first term was just under a billion just under a billion, just yeah. under a billion. So then we went ahead and we passed the, we had the voters pass the street bond. So then our budget went 1.1 billion. 
Right. So $36 million on just, you know, hundreds of people homeless issue. That's a huge chunk of the budget with all the other things that it the is. city government has to do. So anyways, folks, we just wanted to, to finish out the coverage on that because just the insanity of where all of our money is going, whether it's transportation dollars or dollars to, to care for the less fortunate, I don't think we're caring for them. I think they're still homeless and we just spent enough money to buy mansions. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Well, you know, in closing up that particular coverage, Tim, you aren't going to hear me say this very often, but kudos to the Inlander as opposed to the other local paper because the Inlander beat the other local paper to the punch when it came time to actually quantify some stuff. Right. And wow, 36 million bucks. Oh my word. 24 million. We're talking about a year's time or or it's just, and that's at least ladies and gentlemen, at least. Okay. and, 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 but you and they're not get, done spending yet. But you can't get a few things fixed. You can't have criminals arrested and stay in jail. You can't have, you know, jail space to keep criminals locked up so they don't go out and reoffend. I just heard another story last week about actually popped up on uh, my social media page about a dude that's been arrested a number of times and just murdered somebody else. And then yeah. there was another story about, you know, somebody who had been to jail a number of times and it's just this revolving door and apparently the judges are not holding the people accountable because there's no room at the inn but we're spending enough room to build like several jails (laughs) no doubt okay what else do you got over there well just real quickly man i don't know what is going to happen as a result of this we already know that merrick garland has appointed a special counsel to take a look and see what is going on with biden and his classified documents but i've got an article here this is as recent as of sunday and we are talking about a third location with a third batch of classified documents that were found outside of the norm i mean it wouldn't surprise me anymore here tim if we don't end up finding classified documents in biden's bathroom or in his nightstand well, i thought it was in his corvette <laughs> i think that was one and of and you know locations. the funny thing about that or the scary thing about finding those uh, classified documents in his garage is the fact that those documents apparently came from when he was serving as vice president old stuff which means that that stuff had been sitting in the garage that long now i know that the news pundits are thinking and they're talking out loud now going well geez i wonder if somebody is setting the bidens up well i don't know because you have heard me say multiple times over the years when the democrats are pounding on trump and or one of trump's family members it's only because they were guilty of it first they were guilty of it first right oh are we still curious about the thirty-three thousand emails for hillary (laughs) no doubt and and what's interesting about this thing to me and and looking at it from from a non-part Partisan lens and watch out for the double standard people well there's a double standard (laughs) with our agencies obviously they're you know they're raiding the former president's properties and biden's able to just be like i don't know i just yeah here they are whatever it's fine yeah, you know, I, I, no one stole my Corvette, and it's in a locked garage, yeah, so, uh, you know, it was at least locked up. It's not like I left the documents at a public university that a lot of people could see. Oh, wait, he did. Come on. <laughs> he's, he's just like, come on, man. Well, and to me, it's like, who cares? I, I'm to the point where I don't care. The, the media and these politicians, you know, the newspapers and the national press thinks that every American cares about classified documents. Why? Yeah. 
we don't have any privacy. You know, they've got, we got corporations tracking everything we do. They want to do this digital currency thing, all this information that they're like, oh, it's classified and nobody can see it. And it's got to be, why is so much of our government so secret? That's the problem I have. And that much of our government is so, Feng Feng already knows, Mike. <laughs> right? No doubt. The, the, the people that are in public office right now that are in classified hearings are colluding with foreign enemies. So that's more of a problem than Biden losing some old documents about meetings where things were said that are classified. Cause I'm sure a lot of this stuff in there, nobody cares about. Yeah. I mean, I think people care more about and China buying up farmland next right. to military bases. And so far, no official has come out quite yet to say that it was a threat to national security. No, so? no. Well, I mean, yeah, except for when it was Trump that had the dot. It was the nuclear codes that had the nuclear yeah, no codes. no kidding, man. Now, I, obviously, he didn't. That's not the documents. It was a letter that came that was public knowledge. It's top secret, but it's public knowledge about a letter from the Chinese uh, officials, right? Yeah, something. There was something <laughs> that Trump had that we already heard about it, already got reported on. So right. who cares? And we got China buying up our farmland next to military bases. There you go. We've got, you know, foreign adversaries that are funding political campaigns and it's Congress wants to have all these hearings. How much money did they spend on the January 6th commission? Millions. Was it tens of millions? Yes. Are we getting close to a hundred million? <laughs> I don't know. And they found nothing and, and they keep on actually making more of the information about that top secret. So we'll never know. There you go. So we're spending the money to never know. To well, never know. And then for nothing really important to happen. Well, you'd have to listen to the right Spokane perspective to find out, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Unfortunately, we are out of time. And that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.